0: Yo, what's going on everybody? Welcome into the West Side Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dakota Ezri. If this is your guys first time listening to the podcast, welcome. This podcast is free and available on all major recording platforms with podcasts coming out four to five days a week. Today's show is going to be a little bit lengthy as we cover the wild weekend that it was for sports. Uh, plenty of NFL, plenty of baseball, plenty of Mariners, college, UW, Wazoo, Seahawks, obviously after the, after the, the disappointing loss yesterday. Uh, an exciting uh, update for the show today that will be coming probably about halfway throughout today's show. If you are new to the podcast or if you're on the fence, please, if you enjoy the content, subscribe and leave a rating. That helps me out a ton. And remember to hit your your notification bell so when I upload these videos, it goes straight to your phone for your convenience. With that being said, it's going to be standard format today. We're going to start with around the world, as we always do. Around the world is going to be lengthy today, as there was a lot happening this weekend in, in the sports world in general. Mac Jones, starting it off, was diagnosed with a high ankle sprain this last Sunday. Will not require surgery, thankfully, as it has been hard to dictate whether or not he had ligament damage after the injury on Sunday. Mac Jones is really beat up right now uh, for the New England Patriots. Having back spasms after week one. Now the ankle sprain. It looks like he's going to be off for probably a week at least due to the uh, how bad he rolled the ankle and how high up it went. But uh, I, something I kind of want to like touch on here. If I'm New England Patriots fans, which I hope I can get some New England Patriots fans listening to this podcast. Um, flat out simple. Your offense is a joke. You're going to ruin your quarterback in Mac Jones with Bill Belichick using two coordinators to have no business uh, being co-offensive coordinators. This whole thing is literally going to ruin the possible career, possibly ruin the career, I should say, of Mac Jones. You don't see, this isn't, isn't happening in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, not happening in Buffalo with Josh Allen, not happening with Philly and uh, Jalen Hurts. They're not doing these weird, crazy tactics and having two coordinators. It's just a mess. It is. And Bill Belichick will never say anything about it because he's too prideful of himself and full of his, of his you-know-what. But uh, if I'm Patriots fans, I'm clamoring and banging whatever I physically can to try and get something fixed here because your offense has looked bad besides for a couple of deep plays to Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Myers, a wide wide receiver, has been banged up. Hunter Henry's had hardly anything so far this season. Johnu Smith had a couple of touches, nothing great, but they have plenty of offense with uh, plenty of offensive weapons with Damian Harris, uh, Stevenson, like I touched on Myers, you know Agalor, Hunter Henry. They have plenty of players. So they needed to figure out a way to utilize their offensive weapons to a to a better overall tune. Thank goodness the NFL has finally removed the Pro Bowl. Um, it's instead going to be a week of skills competitions, play and a flag football game. Another attempt to try and bring more viewers to the Pro Bowl week, since we all know that the Pro Bowl has been a joke for, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years at least. I don't even remember the last game that anybody even tackled somebody in. That's how sad the Pro Bowl has been. But hopefully this is able to bring a little bit more attention to the Pro Bowl week, and especially for the accolades that come with being named two Pro Bowls. Because when I was a kid, Pro Bowl honors were a much bigger deal than what they are now. It seems more like, uh, you know, a... A trophy for you know fourth place or something along those lines so we'll see what happens with that but i don't anticipate anything overly great coming i saw that eli that the manning brothers were included with it i don't know what that's going to entail as far as what changes can come to the pro bowl week but we'll see what happens when more information is brought up chargers pro bowl tackle rashawn slater ruptured his bicep tendon will most likely be out for the year for the chargers Chargers have had a very banged-up start to their season, obviously, between that and Justin Herbert fracturing his rib last week, along with some rib cartilage, so and he had to take a pain-killing injection just to get through yesterday's game. I will get into that here in a minute. Broncos beat 49ers 11-10 to in a sloppy defensive-played game. Russell Wilson, 20 of 33 through the air, 184 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, pretty blah, blah, blah. Jimmy Garoppolo, 18 of 29, 211 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Uh, this is this was a very frustrating game as a Seahawks game to watch, uh, Seahawks fan. Excuse me to watch. That uh, in general, we ex- this game was ripe for the taking for the Niners to, to to win. Russell was bad. Denver had to hire some new weird offensive slash coordinator grip analyst guy to try and smooth out things for Hackett. It seems like Nathaniel oh Hackett's already realizing or recognizing pretty quickly that he needs all the help he can get, because I don't believe this guy is going to be a head coach for, for, for next year. I could be uh, I could be wrong, but that's just how I see it. Frustrations in Las Vegas are starting to rise amid the 0-3 start for the season. Expectations were high for the Raiders to start this season, acquiring uh, Adams from Green Bay in the offseason, Hunter Renfro coming off of, of, a, of a career year and a contract extension Bringing in Joshy Boy McDaniel's from New England, extending Derek Carr as well, signing to Chandler Jones. This team has been incredibly frustrating to start this season. They have way too much talent on this team to perform the way they are. Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs. They have a plethora of talent. They extended Derek Carr. Um, you know he has 850 yards, six touchdowns, four picks to start this season for Derek Carr. So a little too many interceptions towards touchdown ratio but maybe this is just kind of getting the rust and the kinks worked out, um, for, for my lack of a statement. But if I'm Raiders fans, I got a lot of questions about Josh McDaniels and what he's going to bring to the Raiders and whether or not they made a mistake not sticking with their coach. I don't remember what the coach's name last year was. I apologize for that. But, uh, just disappointing because they have a lot of really talented players on that team. I like the way it's built and everything. I thought they're going to have an explosive year. I thought Derek Carr was going to be possibly maybe an MVP conversation with how good he finished the season off last year and how hard he played. But, you know, this is what happens when you get a big-time weapon in the the most offenses. You know, Adams is a top-five wide receiver in football, has been for many, many years now. And if I'm uh, the Raiders, my main focus right now is to get Adams, as many targets and receptions next week as possible, get Darren Waller Incorporated, find a way to get this offense to be more of a smooth-rolling, overall-flowing offense because the fans in Las Vegas are not going to have a whole lot of patience when they spend all this money on a brand new stadium and they need to be able to make some money. Finally, Canada has extended, has ended, I almost extended, ended their vaccine mandate for athletes. This is big, obviously, with the fact that the Mariners are in the wild card chase and how well the Toronto Blue Jays are playing down the stretch. Um, kind of something to keep an eye on as far as wild card games and situations and standings go. With that. Uh, Rihanna is going to headline the Super Bowl this year. This was announced yesterday. At first, this last week, uh, we had a report that Taylor Swift would be the main person incorporated or performing at the halftime show this year. That information was false. And Fox came out on Sunday, as well as ESPN, and confirmed that Rihanna instead would headline the Super Bowl this year. Should be a great show. She's a uh, very, very great uh, performer and does a great job of that kind of stuff. So. Jaguars steamroll the Chargers this week, led by Trevor Lawrence and his three touchdowns. Granted that the Chargers, Justin Herbert is banged up real bad. Obviously, like I touched him on receiving a pain, killing injection. <clears throat> excuse me, for his fra- for his fractured ribs. They lost her pole bowl tackle on Sunday. Overall, good game and good showing by the Jaguars. So That's around the world for today. Uh, Usually it's about this long. Sometimes it's about five minutes. Sometimes it goes closer towards 10. So for those who are just kind of new or ish, this is kind of the way it runs. And as far as how it runs, uh, Mariners, oh boy, how do I even start off with this one? Uh, Today at 1 p.m., about 45 minutes ago, the Luis Castillo press conference for his five-year contract extension uh, started. I watched a couple minutes of it, but I didn't watch all of it or much of, much of any of it, to be honest with you. Um, I will get the highlights of the press conference in tomorrow's show just due to the fact that I'm getting this out now, and I won't be able to get both up at the same time for you guys. After an abysmal road trip in which Eugenio Suarez fractured his finger, Cal aggravated his jammed thumb, Julio's back flared back up, George Kirby has worst start of the season. Needless to say, thank God this road trip's over. Especially after yesterday, in which they blew a massive lead. Uh, Man, if they blew a massive lead, today's been a little bit of a challenging one for talking, apparently. Luis Castillo was not great for the second consecutive outing. His lack of focus against lower quality teams continues to be a consistent and concerning problem. I imagine they will address this either now, obviously, if he's going to be pitching, he'll probably pitch again in five, six days. I don't know who that TBD will be against the team, but we'll see what happens with that. But he needs to be able to lock it in. He needs to be able to focus accordingly and find a way to be a consistent, productive pitcher, especially with how bright and how high his ceiling is as a starting pitcher. As probably, I heard yesterday from John Morosi that he's considered the top tier two starter in baseball. I'm I'm probably okay with that. He's not a Max Scherzer. He's not. A, he's not. He's not Jacob. He's not. Uh, you know, Sandy Alcantara, Shane McClanahan. Dylan Cease, maybe Dylan Cease is probably pretty close to that same level as Luis Castillo, but that's kind of hard to tell based upon his production and how many starts he's done this season compared to uh, Dylan Cease. Pretty much uh, looking at just everything in general, um, the highlights from yesterday's game were essentially limited to the offense. Nearly everyone recorded a hit in this game, which obviously is great, or an RBI. Rolls pitching was god-awful. Uh, Ty France going three for five, starting to find a swing again. Mitch Haniger three for six. This team needs Mitch and Ty to really carry the load for this team, out, especially with all the injuries been happening as of late with Julio Rodriguez and Eugenio Suarez. It's been a uh, been a frustrating stretch to say the least for the for the Mariners. Um, I can speak at lengths about this but the fact that the mariners were able to lock up luis castillo to a five-year extension is a massive 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 thing for this franchise first year you lock up julio obviously the face of your franchise the cornerstone right and then you lock up luis castillo or excuse me uh, julio rodriguez first and then Lu- Luis castillo second you're spending you know three to five hundred plus million dollars in the course of essentially two weeks this Mariners organization administration I have to tip to tip my hat and give a curtsy to these guys because this is absolutely what you want to see from the Seattle Mariners who have been known perennially years and years and decades for being a cheap team that will not spend big money and they're clearly saying look we're not wanting to be viewed with that same skeptic and same lens anymore we spend possibly 450 million plus on julio on julio rodriguez 105 million dollars on uh castillo 120 million dollars to to robbie ray you're spending the money and we see it you know you send andres muñoz in the offseason granted it was much smaller i think it was like 70 million dollars excuse me but they are doing exactly what Mariners fans have been clamoring for. Lock up this this group, this core, and then find a way to add to it in the offseason. Obviously, when we get closer to offseason, um, after all this crazy playoff run and finish in madness, I will be doing deep dives on a daily basis on what you, on what I'm seeing and uh, what I'm looking for as far as offseason additions, but a great start again, nevertheless, to extend Luis Castillo and Julio Rodriguez. Jared Kelnick went 6-for-16 on the road trip, home run, couple of doubles, uh, nice outfield assist coming from Jared Kelnick throughout this road trip. He looked fantastic, was a shot in the arm, played with lots of energy, lots of confidence. This is by far the most Jared Kelnick or confident Jared Kelnick I've seen since he's come up in any of his stints with the Seattle Mariners. This is exactly what the Mariners needed for us, what I've been clamoring for, I begged for, pleaded on my hands and knees, whatever I had to do, praise the baseball gods. You know create a shrine whatever you you have to do right but this has been such a rough road trip for for this team thank goodness we're at home thank goodness it's going to be a day off um magic number went down to six which was obviously well needed and thank goodness especially with the fact that houston is able to bail us out yesterday And, uh, yeah, like I said, it's just been a tough road trip for the Mariners. And I hope they're able to use this day off today in order to do a bounce back and get back on the right foot. Starting tomorrow with the series starting against the the Texas Rangers at home. Now it's time for a sponsor break. Do you enjoy quality, clean energy? Do you crash hard after the midday coffee looking for a five-hour energy? Look no, no further. Check out Dubby Energy. W Energy is a keto-friendly energy option for those who need a little pick-me-up throughout the long workday. No midday crashes or jitters, W Energy provides a boost of tasty, crash-jitter-free energy to help you conquer your busy day. Free of artificial colors and dyes, and it's even sugar-free. Use code WSS. Again, use code WSS to get 10% off your order today, W Energy. The cleanest, most proficient energy you can find. Alright, so now we have college football. Ladies and gentlemen, college, college, college football. What a week it was. And uh, UW beat Stanford 40-22, to 22, led by Michael Penix Jr., 22 of 37 through the air for 309 yards. Two touchdowns, no interceptions, no turnovers, no sacks, no nothing. And this is the name I'm probably going to stumble on. Apologize. I'm trying to get better enunciating names for you guys. Wayne Taula Papa for the UW, the running back. 13 carries, 120 yards, one touchdown. Adunze, the wide receiver. Eight receptions, a buck 61, and a tutty. Absolutely fantastic. They have moved up to 15 in the AP rankings fantastic to see in general next matchup will be at pasadena the home and host of the rose bowl on national television at 4 7 seven thirty on espn as they go against a very talented squad of ucla who is four and zero. wazoo lost in heartbreaking fashion on a pick six to oregon 44 41 cam ward 37 of 48 through the air for 375 yards Two touchdowns, two interceptions, sacked four times. Three receivers for Wazoo posted over 80-plus yards. Five receivers over 50-plus yards. Darian Henley posted another eight tackles, one tackle for lost game. They are set off to face against Cal at 2.30 on the Pac-12 network. Seattle Seahawks lost to the Atlanta Falcons, for those who didn't see. Obviously, 27-23, making them 1-2 on the season. Geno Smith, great game, very efficient, 32 of 44, 325 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. I didn't care for the amount and the volume of passing by this team and by Shane Waldron. I love the scheme. I love the tempo. I love the choices. I like the play calls. Um, using Gino's strengths with a short to mid-range accuracy was key in this game. But the fact that Rashad Penny only carried the ball 14 times for 66 yards, averaging 4.7 a clip, is not going to cut it, unfortunately. You know, I was pleased to see 11 targets tire for Tyler tire Lockett, which resulted to 9 receptions for 76 yards, 12 targets for DK Metcalf for only 5 receptions for 64 yards and a touchdown. I like to see that they are getting incorporated with lots of options, right? Tight ends were really involved in this game. Two receptions for for Colby Colby Parkinson for 44 yards. Will Disley, three receptions for 31 and a touchdown. And Noah Fant went four for 27. That's lots of targets for the tight ends, nine in total, right? Very, very pleased with this. Between the targets for Lockett and Metcalf, nine receptions by, by tight ends, step in the right direction. However, throwing the ball 44 times is a problem. And this is not the way Pete Carroll has been telling us for months and years which how he wants to play his football games excuse me football games by the seattle seahawks are won by running the football in dominant fashion and playing great defense and having a point guard and distributor at the quarterback position now geno smith is definitely a point guard he is distributing the ball very well very accurately and doing it to a very consistent tune now, the problem is, Geno Smith can only look as good as he can when you have your running, when your running backs are not getting good quality holes to run. Granted, like I said, Rashad Penny, 4.7 yards a carry. That's what you want to see. But Ken Walker, not even 20 yards rushing. DJ Dallas, three three receptions or three carries for, for 21 yards. 7.1 or seven yards a carry will work, obviously. But you paid the money. For Rashad Penny to come in and reestablish himself as one of the top ten running backs in football, and he has not been able to do that at all. This has been very frustrating for many Seahawks fans, myself included, to watch. But when this team is bread, is you know, is you know, bread and butter of this team, the bones and foundation has always been great running game. We, you know, when Marshawn Lynch and Thomas Walls and Chris Carson, and now we're watching uh, Rashad Penny and Ken Walker. And obviously, I think Ken Walker is still getting accustomed to NFL, which is totally understandable, especially when a rookie and he's missed on uh, trying to make up for lost time. Totally get it, right? But 44 total passing attempts is just too much. It's too many. Defense was flat out awful yesterday. There were some highlights, which I'll get into at the very end. I mean, even with holding Marcus Mariota, only 13 total completed passes for 229 yards, The running attack led by Cordell Patterson was the difference, the main key, right? He ran like a man that was possessed yet yesterday. He looked like Cordell Patterson on kickoff returns, which is exactly the thing you do not want to see for the Falcons. And you look at these guys yesterday, Drake London came up big. Kyle Pitts is a monster. Grady Jarrett, one-on-one battles provided to be the big difference in this game, I saw Austin Blythe getting blown up at center time and time again. I have not been impressed with Austin Blythe at all this season. I don't like his snap. I don't like his overall handoff between the snap to quarterback exchange. I am not like seeing a lot of callouts of the offensive line. It just makes me really appreciate and miss the days of Max Hunger. That's just myself personally. Highlights on this defense or on the defensive side of the ball, obviously Kobe Bryant had a sack yesterday, Tariq Owen with his first career interception, that's great to see. Daryl Taylor finally gets on the board with a sack and a forced fumble, but it just wasn't enough. It just felt like we were constantly trying to dig ourselves out of a hole, and the hole was being created, quite simply, by the running attack of the Atlanta Falcons. Josh Jones, Jordan Brooks led the way with six tackles apiece on defense, um... Just, just this whole game was just frustrating. The whole weekend obviously was frustrating as I'm sure we've you know you've heard if you're already down to this point and, and said that the podcast you would know. But we have to find a way to bounce back. Even after a disappointing and frustrating weekend with both the Mariners and M's collapsing. It's time for us to do a walk off. Seahawks inability to stop the run. Lots of work is needed to be done on the table this week for both the Mariners and the Hawks to get stuff back to the way that they're used to playing their competitive sports. Seahawks, like I like I've been, I've been talking about the last few minutes, have got to find a way to run the ball consistently. You've got to be able to create better holes for Rashad Penny. Get him, let him carry the ball 20 plus times. So 14 enough. Is this 14 carries is not enough? He's not getting warmed up. He's not finding his stride. And it just seems like a waste of a signing so far this season. You haven't used Penny accordingly. You have not run like you did at the end of last year. Um, Andy Dickerson was the offensive line coach at the end of the season last year. So I don't understand what exactly has changed. But Damian Lewis had a couple critical penalties yesterday. You got to just continue to, to clean it up. i thought the tackle has performed okay, but they'll continue to work on that as we get towards the next game with the Detroit Lions coming into town. Mariners, just find a way to get healthy as much as you can. Have a day to rest up. The next series starts with Texas coming into town starting tomorrow. This is obviously a massive series. The countdown officially, you know, begins with the last home stretch, uh, home home final stretch of the season just find a way guys find a way i don't care what, what you gotta do i don't i uh heard that scott service had a players only meeting short one after the game yesterday to address like look we're not playing the tune that we're capable of right now and we need to find a way to perform accordingly and perform consistently like we've been doing all year which which playing that way put us in the in the position that we are now so whatever you have to do boys if you need to have a little kumbaya meeting inside the you know the the locker room or the the uh, clubhouse and find a way to rejuvenate, revitalize and rejuice this ball club in some way somehow jared kelnic god bless you i have talked a lot of uh frustrating things about you you have done exceptionally well so far in your shortened time with this on your stint with the mariners this time with the ball club desperately needed and i hope and pray to the baseball gods that starting tomorrow when the series starts against the Texas Rangers, robbery will be on the hill. It is TBD for Rangers. They have not announced their starter. We'll find that out as we get closer to tomorrow's ball game. With that being said, that is going to be today's podcast. Thank you so much to everybody for listening, taking the time out of your day to listen to my, to my podcast. I really appreciate it. And once again, if you are new or if you are fairly new to the podcast, uh, podcast and if you have yet to subscribe, please do and leave a rating. Hit, hit that bell so when I uh, get these out to you guys to go straight to your phone for your, your convenience. Let's get ourselves a reset today, ladies and gentlemen. We all well need it. Uh, sunshine and it's going to be a be- beautiful Monday day. And with that being said, see us rise. Go Hawks. And uh, I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Peace.